All right, everyone, we're continuing on with thyroid hormones, menopause. We kind of have a topic, like a theme going on these last couple of weeks. And we're going to take it into next week, too, where we'll be deep diving into exercise and menopause. We'll talk about exercise today, too, because my guest today is like kick ass when it comes to how to properly exercise. She's just a wealth of knowledge. So you're going to get all kinds of information today. But I do like this theme that we have going on with female hormones and the thyroid and menopause and, and estrogen myths and the menopause myth of midsection weight gain. And what I always tell you guys over and over again is my belief is you do not have to throw in the towel just because you're entering menopause or just because you pressed a certain age. We do not go, well, I'm over 50, time to get fat and depressed. No. That's not how we were created. And you don't have to these days with all the different things that we can do, hormone replacement, different exercise programs, ways of eating, supplements. So you don't have to be miserable in menopause and get the menopause mid-drift. Are you sick of hearing me talk about Young Goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them. And I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great. And I'm 50. It's going to be Young Goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect collagen boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles, Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD boosting powers to it, which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the hyperbaric mask at night. I put that on. Oh my gosh. It just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin. I use the ProCare serum. This is an anti-aging serum. It's senolytic, meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the adaptogenic cleanser. I use the amplifying essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare. Overall, Bio-C peptide spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference in your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from, from a family-owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy. You will notice a difference in your skin. Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? It's really interesting. And it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi-talented, multivitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God, it just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant and I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the Baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats, and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the superberry acai and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic baobab fruit pulp. 
It's that easy because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation. It helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now, I know it's not touted for that, but when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake, you'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy at controlling your appetite. And with the Baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's, it's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. These ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, the antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymama.com, look for Baobab powder. Enjoy. Let me introduce you to my kick-ass guest now today. This is Pam Sherman. She's been in the fitness industry as a group exercise instructor, trainer, runner for 25 years. She's had her own struggles with weight. We're going to get into her story. Yes, she is a hypothyroid patient as well. She's a wellness specialist, CEO and founder of The Perfect Balance, international motivational speaker, coach, and author. She's done it all. She was involved in fitness and wellness as a group exercise instructor, personal trainer, and running coach for 20 plus years. She's currently on the Fit Radio app as a cardio and strength coach, as well as an ambassador for the Liebert Fitness Company and the Abs Company, where she creates videos and writes articles for them. Her mission is to help women take better care of themselves and their health. Pam empowers women which I love, to lose weight and gain confidence. She wants to help every woman feel great in their own skin, which is a firm belief of mine. I always say, love your mirror. I want you guys to feel great in your own skin. After getting hit by a car, we're going to get into her story and only having minor injuries. Pam is more passionate than ever about spreading the word of self-care. Her tagline is, your health is your greatest wealth. So Pam, thank you so much for joining us today. I greatly appreciate your time and your knowledge. I'm excited to talk to you because I've heard amazing things about you and I love your podcast. Thanks. Thanks. I well, like we talked about earlier, I binged listened to you on our dear friend, Karen Martell's podcast, love her to death. So she connected us and I'm so happy she did because when I was listening to you on her podcast, your story is so powerful. So there's so much we have to talk about today. Can you start with what, what's the car accident story? Can you dive into that? Start there. You bet. That was five years ago in December when I was out for a run and it was a perfect day. I'm living in California. It was 50 something. And normally, Amy, I'm a morning exerciser, get up, have coffee, read the paper and then work out. But that day, my husband and I went to the mall to finish our kids' Christmas shopping and then went to lunch and saw a movie. And so I went out about three, which is not my normal time. But like I said, it was lovely here, no wind. I was about the two-mile mark, looked at my Garmin because I am the, I am a running geek to make sure I was on good pace. I thought, great, I'm on great pace. And I rounded the corner as a car was coming out of a parking lot taking a right. Now, all of us do this. When you look right, you look left. If there's nobody coming you take a right. Well, this right. guy sped out and I couldn't stop. And I put my hand out and I screamed. And if you've ever heard like a kid, you know, get really hurt. I, it was a terror or a scream of terror. And then I woke up rolling on the road in the outside lane, which lucky for me, there was no car in the outside lane. Cause I would not be here talking to you or being a mom or a wife or anything. Right. And both my kids played soccer and there's been so much talk of concussion. I thought, you know what? Don't stand up. You know, you might have a concussion. So I crawled back to the sidewalk yep. and I lost teeth that day. 
one in the oh. windshield, one in the windshield, which I literally ate the windshield. But the point I want to drive home with your listeners is you talk about strength training. Because I had been strength training on the regular, I did not break any bones. I lost six teeth, but I did not have any other injuries, which it took a long time to put all these teeth back in my head. However, it could have been so much worse. And I'm pretty certain I would have broken my wrist because my Garmin, which is a huge thick watch, was busted open because I think that's the first thing that came onto the ground. But lucky for me, who cares? I can replace a watch. And that was after I got hit, I was like, oh, my working out saved my life. I need to help more women because my whole career, women want to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. But how about to protect yourself as you get older and not, not that you're gonna hit by a car, but we're all aging. And if you don't start strength training now, you might be one of those people when you're 70 or 80 that falls down and then you break a bone because your muscles don't protect your bones. So I am crazy passionate about strength training, leaning in with love, loving yourself. This old girl's been through a lot. You got to love yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and take the best care of yourself as possible. Uh. My gosh, that's powerful. That's so powerful. And you know, I, I'm I'm with you. I see, like I said, we'll touch on exercise. I do see a lot of women who don't strength train. And and I think we as women, we want to lose weight. That is the number one thing on our minds. In fact, most people would be like, listen, you can take my energy. Just drop these extra freaking 10 pounds that aren't coming off no matter what I do. So I think that's always number one, but you're right in that we don't think about the long-term. We don't think about what is general health? What is well-being? What is being healthy? What does that look like outside of just being the weight that you want to be? And, and part of that is having muscle mass, having that protection of your bones, having the posture so that you're not walking around at 70 all hunched yeah. over. And, yeah. and a lot of that is, is muscle loss. Well, and how about being able to get up off the ground? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I have a friend who's a firefighter, and he tells me 60% of his calls are to help people get back up off the ground. That shouldn't be something you call the fire department for. You should be able to get up off the ground. Yeah. So let's talk about strength as far as everyday activities, being able to lift your groceries, not needing help from the grocery store clerk, lifting something out of your cart or into your cart, being able to do regular activities for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And this is part of you empowering women too, because you're literally empowering them to be able to take care of themselves and to be able to lift those, their own groceries and to be able to get themselves off the ground if they fall. So there's so much more to empower when you say that. Than, yes. than just having that that confidence. So you also went through a thyroid problem or ha- you have hypothyroidism. So tell us yes. that journey because many of my listeners obviously have hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's. Many of them like myself have been through the medical roller coaster. So what was your yeah. experience like? Well, I've always struggled with being cold and your listeners, I'm in California. I grew up in Ohio but my blood is very thin now. I'm in California. But I remember going to my Western doctor before I knew any of this other stuff, maybe 18 years ago and saying, I'm really cold. Like I have to have gloves on when it's 50. My seat heater is on 24 seven when I'm driving around. And he looked at me, he's like, you're pretty lean. Okay. Listeners, I'm not a buck 10. I'm a, I range about 140, 143 in there. I'm not a teeny, teeny twig. And I was like, that's it. And it wasn't until a couple of years later, I started to work at a nutritionist's office that she did all my blood work. And she's like, you are hypothyroid. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't get like the armor or the compounded drugs because she was a nutritionist, not a doctor. Right. And what she right. gave me, the nature thyroid, I think, didn't do much for me. And I didn't take it. And I got, I went off of it. And, but no symptoms ever changed. Yes, I had my hair is fine now, but I did have thinning hair at the time as well. Mm -hmm. And then I got to a naturopath and she's like, holy crap, your numbers are insane. How are you even functioning? My sleep is great. My exercise is great. I eat great. Every other part of my life that I can control, I do a very good job. But now I'm on armor and levoxothyronine. And I'm supposed to get another blood test this week to see if that changes at all. And with Karen's help, she changed actually what my doctor had me on, which was wonderful. I think the thyroid issue really stems from traumatic childhood and not having a voice in 
whenever dealing with conflict in my family, we were always told just to be quiet and not express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's our thyroid. Yeah. So in, in, it, it's Chinese medicine, right? That this is our, our chakra right in our throat. And that's where the thyroid is. And so if you experience, I guess I, I would call them symptoms, but that's not the right word of not being able to express yourself, not having a voice, maybe you went through trauma as a child, it can manifest there. And it sounds kind of hokey, but it, but it is true. We do see a connection with the chakras in the body, where the issue is located and what that person has actually experienced or is experiencing. And yeah, it does sound very hippy dippy. And if you would have told me this 20 years ago, I'd be like, oh, you're full baloney. But now I'm like, no, there is def- there's a connection between what happens in our lives and what our body stores. You could be in fight or flight or freeze. Yep. I think yes. my thyroid was stuck in freeze for a long time because we weren't, my brothers and I were not allowed to express ourselves. I think that was just a, my body's like, okay, I'm going to hang on to that right here. Mm-hmm. And it takes, you know, dealing and healing. And I'm working my way through that now. And I would hope after um, some healing that, oh, well, there's no thyroid problem. It was just all your issues that you shoved down for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people can, and I'm sure you have clients like this that you work with, some people can overcome a thyroid condition naturally. And your story actually speaks to the, the subset of hypothyroid patients that maybe they don't have the weight gain, maybe their symptoms aren't horrible. If we can catch them at that point of time, we can do all the things. Like you said, you were taking care of yourself. You were eating well. You were already strength training. You had the muscle mass. Yeah, you had a couple of symptoms, but they didn't manifest as something that was like, this is ruining my life. It's taken me down. I don't want to get out of bed. And I think that actually reflects back on how you took care of yourself prior to the hypothyroidism saying, hey, Pam, hi, I'm here. And and, and, and you, you, you were, even though you still use medication, I'm not saying that, oh, you did this naturally and you don't need medication. You still use medication, but man, your, your experience and your outcome is so much better than someone who doesn't take care of themselves. This hits. And then they go, oh, great. Now I have an extra 20 on top of the 20 that I was carrying around beforehand from eating McDonald's and sheets and not working out. Now I'm really up sheet creek without a paddle. So, yeah, I think, I think your story really speaks to how powerful it is to take care of yourself. And that's a generalized term too, that we can break down, but of course, I love it. I love that you shared that. Thank you. So let's transition into now menopause. Now, are you in menopause? Full on. Yes. Okay. I'm not there yet. I, the listeners know I celebrate every month that I get a period. I'm like, <laughs> I got my period this month, not in menopause yet. But I am 47, so I know it's coming. Um, so tell us just, I mean, there's so much we can dive into here. I don't even know where to start. Tell us your experience with menopause since you do take care of yourself so well. Was that easier or did it still hit you in the face? And you know, kind of what you're doing right now to kind of ease these symptoms. I know you're taking bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, which I went into last week. And it's safety in terms of breast cancer fears. So let's start there and see where it goes. Well, I had an ablation 15 years ago because I had bad periods my whole life and I was on birth control for a million years. We didn't know anything about how bad birth control was for you back then because I am 54. And when I was, my kids were little, I think it was five and three. My doctor goes, okay, I'm like, I'm done with birth control. I'm having breakthrough bleeding. And he's like, well, you're too, you don't need a hysterectomy. What about an ablation? I was like, what's an ablation? He's like, oh, we just cauterize your lining. You don't get a period again. Or if you do, it's light. And coming from somebody who had a period twice a month for so long, I was like, sign me up. So he did that. And it was lovely and wonderful. I didn't have a period. And when I got with my new doctor, she did blood work every six months. And she's the first one. Okay. You're not in menopause. You're, you're pretty clear. You're getting close, but you're not there. And then like a year later, she's like, oh, you're in full menopause. And I was like, really? I, I did not know. Yeah. So she explained the, okay, here's what bioidentical hormones are. The myth, the breast cancer myth. Oh my gosh, let's address that right now because it's yeah. not true. It was one study that wasn't well done and the whole thing. And I said, okay. And so she put me on testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. And I 
about three months later said, I don't like being on medication. I'm a natural girl. Okay, I'm cringing as I'm saying that and went to an herbalist and she's like, oh yeah, you shouldn't be on these are terrible. I said, okay. So she gave me her, whatever she gave me. And within three days, I was depressed. I had no energy. I was grumpy. This is before COVID. My husband traveled. I couldn't get off the couch for a week. And I let it go on for two weeks. And I thought, oh, it's the hormones. My body wants to be in homeostasis. I need to go back. So I went back to my compounding pharmacy. And I said, I will never go off these ever again. Can you please (laughs) refill me? I know it's out of pocket because I threw my last ones away. And we all had a good laugh about it. And I have not gone off since. Mm -hmm. The, The worst symptoms for me. Now, my husband will tell you we're sleeping in the Arctic at night because my body temperature runs hot. I'm cold during the day outside, but at nighttime, I'm not like wake up sweating. I'm just hot. If he wasn't at home, I wouldn't even have the heat on. I would let it get down to 60 or 59 and I would be in heaven. Yep. We agreed on 63, which is still a little bit too warm for me. <laughs> I hear you. I'm the same way. Same oh. way. Um, and, you know, sometimes you can't fall back to sleep. Sleep can be an issue. But really, since I've been back on them, there's no crazy ups and downs with my mood. Thyroid has given me the low thyroid, a super low metabolism, which I do not love. I've got to be pretty strict with my food, but I know what I have to do and what I can't do. And it's how I choose to, to eat. But for the, for the most part, the symptoms are not, not terrible. But again, I think the whole of my lifestyle plays a big part in how it's affected me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. And we so we're seeing that with your thyroid condition and we're also seeing that with your hormones that your yeah. lifestyle has literally protected you from the pain that so many women go through well obviously with hypothyroid but then with the hormones too and let me touch on something so i don't forget to come back to it yeah. just like you said and i think this is very important for listeners and especially if any of these listeners are my patients you will never have the metabolism of your 20-year-old self again. With hypothyroid, we are always behind a little bit. We're always, we're a little bit more screwed than the average person, let's just say it, right? So you could take Susie Q over here who doesn't have a thyroid condition and she could follow the diet that we saw in you know, Fitness and Shape magazine back in the 90s. Oatmeal to start the day and then have a snack of an apple and that, right? And eat every two hours to keep your metabolism up, Susie. <laughs> and I would gain weight. You would gain weight. She yep. won't. So yep. we're always going to be, and not even that that's a good practice for anybody, but uh, but we're always going to have to watch a little bit more. We're always going to have to be a little more strict. Optimization does not mean go pig out and eat anything that you want. It means that you're not going to gain 10 pounds looking sideways at a brownie. That's what it means. But you're always going to have to be a little more cognizant. Don't you agree, Pam? Well, I agree. And you know what? Life is not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And does it suck a little bit? You bet. But if you want to feel better in your own skin, you're going to have to be a little bit more restrictive than Susie. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a client comes to you, says, all right, Pam, I I know I'm diagnosed hypo, right? Got that going on. And, and now I'm headed into menopause. What do we do? I don't want to gain the weight in my midsection. And part of this is coming from me too, Pam. I know a little bit better, but I want to hear your take. I don't want to gain the weight in my midsection either because I'm short and I already have a short torso. And that's the last thing we knew is for me to be wider here. So how do we avoid that? This is not going to be a very popular answer. However, I call, I actually was with uh, my two best friends from high school last summer and they're a year older, so they're 55. And my friend said, I have a menopause middle. I said, you don't, you have wine middle. <laughs> That's awesome. Go and ahead, because explain. we've been friends for 40 years, you know, I can say that and get away with it, but alcohol, as we get older, it will settle in the middle and women like their wine. But I'm telling you right now, if you want to lose weight, you cannot drink how you want to, just like I can't eat how I want to, you can't drink how you want to and lose weight. It affects us so much more. And in menopause, it's going to mess with your sleep. Oh my gosh. And then let's talk about a bad night's sleep. The next day, your brain is going to crave sugar. It's not going to want to work out. It's not going to want to chop and prepare a healthy meal because it's not sugar, 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 because you are tired. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I would say is, I am sorry. This is the reality of things. 
you need to eat more protein probably than you ever thought you need to eat. Mm -hmm. You need to cut back on your drinking and you need to log your food because most people really do not know how much they're eating and how little protein they're eating. We all start to lose muscle about the age of 30, three to 5% a year, a decade, which is a lot unless we strength train and eat enough protein. I mean, we're women and we love our carbs. We could have uh, English muffins every day for breakfast and be so happy. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to serve our bodies well. So cutting back, especially if you have hypothyroidism, gluten is not your friend at all. We should not be uh, having any gluten. Focusing on real food grown from the ground and basing every meal around protein and tracking to see how many calories you're eating because those calories add up really quickly. Okay. So let's let's unpack this because normally I don't agree with tracking, but dot, dot, dot. So... I don't agree with tracking because I think, and and you can tell me your experience with with women, because most of the women that we work with grew up in the 80s and 90s, and we grew up with the calories in, calories out model. When you have someone shift their macros a little bit, let's say, you know, realistically, you're you're taking out the processed food, you're lowering their carbs maybe a little bit, you're increasing their protein, you're having them focus on, on good fats. And this doesn't have to be keto, it doesn't have to be low carb, it doesn't have to be paleo, this could be just be the way that you freaking should eat. Is, is focusing on protein, not eating garbage processed foods and getting in good fats. And they see that on paper and that number hits 2000 and it starts messing with their head. And then they start caloric reducing or restricting and cutting back on food and not eating. That's my beef with tracking. Although you and I talked before we, we got on and, and I do agree with you on some point. So Unpack that part right there. How long do you have people track? Why? What do you find when they do track? You bet. There's a whole bunch of different ways I can go about it. With one client in particular, her first sentence to me was, Pam, you don't understand. I love carbs. And I said her name. I said, of course I understand. I'm a woman too. But it's not it's not helping you lose your weight. Mm-hmm. Focus your meals around protein. And she had never tracked before. And she ended up after the first month, she's like, oh my gosh, I love tracking. I get to see how much protein I eat. I get to see how many calories I eat. I get to see how much fiber I get a day because women also do not get enough fiber. Mm -hmm. So for her, it worked great. For women that go cuckoo about logging, I say just aim for 25 to 30 grams of protein at every meal. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's going to keep you full for a long time. If you got 40, oh my God, that would be amazing. So if they don't want to log and they're going to go sideways over it, I said, just track your protein. Tell me how much protein you get every day. Because if you're getting 25 to 30 grams, let's say a lot of fiber, there's not a lot of room for other stuff. And I said, when that, when that mid afternoon sluggishness hits every woman I've ever worked with between two to four, oh, you want your kids after school snack or chips or something, you know, cookies. I'm like, you're tired. Take a nap, read a book or get outside, take your dog for a walk, go play in the snow right now, but do something to rest or to get moving. You're not hungry. Your, your brain's tired. You've been up since five or six o'clock and you've done 800 things between now and then. You need a break. I mean, we're all very busy. Yep. And they're like, how did you know? I'm like, I've been doing this a long time. It's the same for every woman. Exactly. I love that though with the, with the protein. Just get 25 to 30 grams per meal. And this doesn't mean two meals a day though, because that's too low. What, what do you like your ladies to hit protein gram wise total at the end of the day? To start out with, before I scare anybody away, I would love to see 100. Once yep. they're dialed in, they're like, okay, I got it. I would love to see them over 115 to 120. Mm-hmm. That just fuels your muscle. And we all have, it's interesting with a satiety factor. We could eat a whole bag of chips and go for a second, but mm-hmm. you can't eat 10 ounces. I can't eat 10 ounces of steak. Your stomach has a full quotient on protein. Like, okay, that's it. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to ever overeat protein and your body uses that in a different way than it uses that, that bag of chips or those Girl Scout cookies or, you know, whatever, whatever sugar you, you want to eat. So I would say at least, at least a hundred a day, if you can go more fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. I love it. I, and, and some people, I know you have this too. There are some people that aren't even hitting 40 and 50 per day. So for them, I go, man, just hit 80 to start. And then we'll yeah, go I, to 100 and then we'll go. I mean, it's scary when you actually, because you and I can track by looking at food. We yeah. don't, I mean, not even track. We can add up. We can do the math. We can look at someone's daily record of what they're eating and go, yeah. 
Yeah, that's about 40 grams total, maybe on a good day. If they got to 75 to start, oh my gosh, that would be life-changing for them. Right, right. So benefits of protein, kind of dive into that. Of course, as it relates to menopause, like you said, just keeping that lean, sexy muscle. But what are the what are the other benefits of it? Because I think it's important for listeners to know this because I think, I mean, we're so hyper-focused on carbs and fats these days. I know. Keto, low carb, carb, fat, gluten, free. What about the protein? We're forgetting about that. The protein keeps you full. It keeps you full, ladies. And who wants to be looking for something an hour after you have a meal? Mm-hmm. Nobody. It fuels those beautiful muscles, which if anybody out there listening thinks that you will ever get big, bulky muscles lifting, right. you are not, you are, that, that is such a myth that will just will not die. You actually get smaller. I'm actually smaller now than I have been ever in my whole life. And I strength train on the regular mm-hmm. with the right combination of eating. Of course, you will never get big unless you took a ton of steroids. I mean, it just is not going to happen. So it keeps you full. It keeps your muscle fueled. And it takes the, so many women struggle with, what do I eat? I don't know what to eat. Focus every meal around protein. That's it. That's it. That's it. It is that simple. And yes, this is for thyroid patients too. This is for the average person. This is for menopausal women. This is an across the board rule that if you just do that, that's a great step. It's a huge step. And I don't know one woman who tracks, who gets enough protein that hasn't said to me, I can't believe how much better I feel. And I can't believe how much less I think about food because I'm full. Yeah. Where we've all been on like super low calorie diets. We're like, oh my God, what am I going to eat again? What am I going to have? Like you're just thinking about food all day long. And it frees up so much of your brain space to think about other things besides food. Yep, absolutely. And I, I am guilty of low protein days too. I mean, there are times where it's, yeah. as you know, it's a busy day. You get to the end, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> I may have done like a scoop of collagen in my coffee, but that's it today. So I'm, I'm just as guilty. I mean, we're not coming from a, a high and mighty place oh. and we're perfect because I'm just as guilty, believe me. Uh, that means you're human and yeah. I'm human and that's, that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And then Pam, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I always tell my ladies, especially hypothyroid patients, they're already suffering from hair loss or hair thinning. When you hit menopause, your estrogen drops, that's going to thin your hair as well. Mm-hmm. Your hair needs amino acids from protein. So if you don't get enough protein, Am I correct in saying your body is going to steal it and break down your muscle tissue first, but it will also start affecting your hair because the amino acids aren't getting to it. And that's a great source too, to take from as are our nails too. A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. There's, there's nothing bad about getting enough protein. It is only going to support every organ in your body. And I actually, do you listen to Dr. Gabrielle Lyon? Oh yeah. Love her. Yeah. I love her statement that muscle is the organ of longevity. Yep. It's the biggest organ in our body. I mean, I always thought the skin was, but I will, I guess muscle takes up more um, space than skin, but it is vital for every part of our body. Mm -hmm. Yep, it is. And she focuses heavily on protein when she's treating anyone, male or female. It's you get the protein in, in order to start any process that we're going to do. If we're replacing hormones, if we're doing thyroid, it, it doesn't matter. You got to start with the protein intake. And I have, I, when I first found out about her, I listened to, oh gosh, I had a girl crush. So maybe 10, 15. And I want to say it was over 10 podcasts before I even heard her bring up the word vegetable. That's how, mm-hmm. how much she thinks about protein first and everything else is a far second. Fat yep. is from your protein. Don't, you don't need extra added fat. Get the fat from your cuts of meat, from your fatty fish. Um, but I was like, does she even eat vegetables? Because I love a big salad myself, but it, yeah, I, I love her. So as we're getting older, as we're entering into menopause, first we have take out the alcohol, take out the wine, because that is big. And, and what I always say to people too is when you intake alcohol, your body is going to stop the fat burning process. So all the work that you might do at the gym and that you might do in the kitchen, making all the good food, when you add that alcohol in every single day, that fat burning stops and you don't get rewarded for your efforts because of the alcohol. 
because that's what your body has to burn off first is the alcohol. So it doesn't matter what you've eaten. It has to burn that off first, mm-hmm. which yep. is cringeworthy to listen to, but we only want to help you. Yes. It's the yeah. truth. I know. Well, I, and I'll, I'll give them this though, too. I always say, I'd rather have you drink five glasses of wine one night a week and, and get a little tipsy, have some fun and then nothing the rest of the week. Then I'd rather have you do that than drink one, just one glass every night, one glass. I just need my wine every night. Yeah. No, no, just do it up one night a week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you got to cut the alcohol out, increase the protein. Yes. You touch on bioidenticals. They've saved your life. They saved many people's lives. Okay. Next tip. Sugar is the bad boyfriend. It's so hard to break up with that bad boyfriend. <laughs> That's great. He, he keeps coming around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've read a lot of different things. Some people are like, oh, you can't get addicted to sugar. Well, here's the thing. All of our brains are different. And for a lot of people, they do get addicted. And it is like, I don't want to say like stopping smoking, but it is hard to stop because you get the headaches, you get dizziness, you get fatigue, where if you're trying to lose weight and as we get older, just like the wine, our bodies cannot process that sugar very well. I would really try to hold it to special occasions. Mm -hmm. And if it's something where it's a daily thing, I think it might be good to break up for a little bit and then wait till the next holiday and have some then but it really is never going to help your weight loss efforts. And if you're using sugar or wine to cope with life, let's meditate. Let's go for a walk. Let's call a friend. Let's journal. Let's find other ways to cope with life because it seems like now more than ever, people are eating their feelings. They're emotional and they want to eat. Well, the feelings are still there. So I am a big proponent and let's, let's deal with all the, the stuff that's happened or that's happening right now it's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to, you know, hug your dog to death. It's, it's okay to journal. But what's not okay is if you want to feel better in your own skin to eat or drink your feelings. And sugar is a big one for women. They hold it near and dear to their heart. Mm-hmm. And if you are saying, damn, Pam, right now, I totally understand that. Um, because people do hold it so close to their hearts. It's like a friend of them. I'm like, you know, it's, it's not serving you. And it doesn't serve your sleep either. Yeah. It messes with your brain when you sleep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and we're not talking about replacing it with artificial no. sweeteners or, you know, sugars either, because they do as much damage as real sugar. It, it, your body sees artificial sweeteners, just like it does sugar spikes, the insulin spikes, the glucose sends you on that roller coaster. Like it messes with your sleep. So we can't do the artificial either. no. No. And, but here's the thing. I think a lot of people look for that because they're not fully satiated at their meals or looking for something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Let's have you add that protein and, and then see, you might want a cup of tea after you eat, right? You might want something with nice warm beverage, but you might not need that chocolate that you're looking for or whatever sugar it is that you like because you are so full and you're so satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, I get this question a lot too, and it, it's kind of popping in here about healthy snacks to hack the sugar cravings, to hack the chocolate cravings. And then what if that person is type two diabetic? What do you recommend? I say no snacks, but I know, you know, sometimes you need that little something, something after a meal that is sweet, but not sugary. I always say there's a difference. I mean, you can have a piece of dirt chocolate. And to me and my taste buds, it's sweet unless I blow my sugar out of the water at Christmas and then it's no longer sweet because now I want the real stuff. So what would you say to that in terms of snacking and then what could people do to replace the sugar? I'm on, I'm on your side is if you are getting enough protein, you don't need a snack. Yeah. Yeah. Don't snack. Don't snack. It's just and- like jack up, especially for type two diabetic, you're going to jack up your blood glucose all day long, every time you eat eat more at your meals. And what I tell them, especially at the end of the day, don't, when you're trying to lose weight, a lot of women end up restricting. Let's not restrict. Let's add more protein. So you are full. And there are a gazillion yummy teas out there. Have tea with your favorite non-dairy creamer. Dairy is not great for hypothyroidism or thyroid with your favorite non-dairy creamer, which I love nut pods. They're so delicious in your tea. And then that could be a nut and you can't eat it fast. Like the thing with sugar, you can eat it in 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Tea, takes a long time. Or my hack is um, baking cocoa. My favorite is Ghirardelli. 
mm-hmm. hot water in your blender with your favorite non-dairy creamer, Ooh. hot like chocolate it. in a cup. Delicious. And if it's uh, not if it's not sweet enough, I do have a little bit of stevia, like one or two drops mm-hmm. could make it a little bit sweeter. And there is a yummy cup of just awesomeness in your hands. That's so good. I love that. I love that idea. I'm doing that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that tonight. And you had mentioned earlier about, co- uh, I was going to say cocaine, but sugar being addicted, it is as addictive as cocaine. We've seen brain scans where the same part of the brain that lights up in a cocaine addict's brain, MRI, lights up with, with sugar, with sugar addiction. So it is, I mean, it's worse than smoking, I would say. Well, and it's not that like that for everybody because I think some people are sugar people or salt people. So salt people are like, what are you talking about? I can give up sugar, no problem. But for sugar people are like, no, it calls your name. You can't, <laughs> you can't give it up. So it, it is, um, however, it is very hard, but it can be done. And once you break up with a bad boyfriend, it's empowering. You're like, that, he does not have a hold of me anymore. I got this. Yeah, that is empowering, actually. I and mean, I'm thinking of it from the terms of eating and, and making better choices. That's absolutely empowering. Because once you do it, and I know they say, what is it, 21 days to change a habit? I mean, honestly, even if you, if, if you nail that for a week, you just feel more empowered. You feel like, all right, I got this. I did seven days with no sugar. This is awesome. And it kind of motivates you to keep going. It, it really does. I've even had clients say after the third day, they're like, oh my God, I cannot believe I used to X, Y, and Z. Because you just feel better. You, your mind is clear. You're not always looking for whatever that bad boyfriend of choice is. Yeah. It's like less, like I said, less time in your head space thinking about it. You're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I feel great. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. And these are all, everything that you're giving us today it's, it's simple and it's not. Yes, it is a change. Yes, it does. It does mean changing things. It might mean throwing things out. It might mean, you know, your social life with the alcohol piece changes a little bit, or you grab a, a club soda and a lime and sip on that if you want to still be social and be out and about and look like you're drinking. But it, all in all, Pam, everything that you're telling people to do these are actionable items that they can implement now. They don't need an appointment. They don't need a test. They don't need really anything except maybe a trip to the grocery store and a garbage can to throw all the bad crap. I mean, all of these are simple. Yeah. I'm pretty no nonsense. Yeah. Lots of bars these days have tons of different mocktails. That's true. You could always ask for like in a highball glass or a wine glass, cranberry, like a splash of cranberry or club soda and a lime. Looks like you're having a mixed drink and nobody knows. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that. So when you're doing a, meal plans for clients. Are you like, how are you basing that? What are your thoughts on low carb or keto? Um, do you, you know, use like the BMR? And if that says you can only eat 1100 calories a day, I mean, let's talk about even though we, we talked about tracking and touched on the calories in calories out. I want to know how do you base what a person is going to eat on? I don't meal plan for anybody because everybody has their own tastes and I don't know what food people like. And my literal blueprint is focus every meal on protein, shoot for 25 to 30 grams. And then with my clients, we have weekly conversations. We are friends on my fitness pal and I can Mm -hmm. see what they eat and give them suggestions. I've been doing this for so long. I'm like, oh, you could have this next time or you could have this. I'm like, oh my gosh, who knew? Because I don't want to tell you, you need to eat let's use a really bad example, oatmeal for breakfast. I would never, ever say that. But what if you don't like oatmeal? I don't, I don't know this. And I, and we all have to eat on our own for the rest of their lives. So I don't want them to be restrictive. Now keto, I have never known one woman that has successfully lost weight on the traditional keto. That's high fat. Most women, actually every woman I've ever worked with does not do well on a lot of fat. They gain weight, even if their calories are lower, they're not getting enough protein. Um, So that was, you know, I've been asked about that diet more than any other diet in 25 Mm -hmm. years. And my standard answer is, can you eat that way at your birthday Mm -hmm. or at Christmas? And if the answer is no, you should not do it. Let's say this, every diet works. Every diet works while you're on it, but then you get to the finish line and you go off it back to your old way of eating. And then that weight comes back on. Mm -hmm. So really I don't give my clients in the beginning, a calorie count. What I tell them is let's log for a week. And we talk the next week 
and weigh yourself. Let's see what the scale does. And it's very easy to figure out how somebody can make better choices or add more protein or avoid the snacking. Eat more at lunch, eat more at dinner. You don't need the snacks. And this is another thing that's not going to be very popular is it's okay to be a little bit hungry. It's okay to go into dinner hungry. Yes, it is. That I think a lot of people are scared of it. Fear of death from hunger. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That still is. I mean, with, with as much as intermittent fasting has been out in the world, there still is that fear from hunger. Like, oh, I'm not going to be able to, to think properly if I'm hungry. I'm not going to be able to get through my day if I'm hungry. Yeah, you will. You might actually think better. The, the um, enlightened thinking is huge from intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that being said, I don't, I don't really tell people to add a ton of fat. I they get most of their, their calories from protein mm-hmm. and fiber. And as far as fat, like we all love nuts, but let's not have that as a snack. Let's sprinkle some on top of your salad. Right. Or let's put an avocado on top of your salad. Just right. nuts, nuts by themselves. That could be three, four, 500 calories in a, a handful. Let's. Yeah, that can be a lot. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree about the keto, but I have a caveat though. Sure. I always say that keto is the one, I hate using the term diet, is the one eating, way of eating that you can royally mess up because of that excess fat. Because people look at the standard ketogenic diet or Atkins back in the day, Right. And they're adding in the heavy whipping cream and the bacon and the cheese and they, it's a free for all for fat. Let's get all. And then people actually think that if they add more fat, it'll push them into a deeper state of ketosis. And that's just not true because then you do backload all these calories from fat. And I hate saying calories too, because calories in calories out don't matter. But if you go way overboard and, and, and I I speak from experience, just like Karen said, when you were on her podcast, I too have overdone the heavy whipping cream and I got the organic and I can, I can handle dairy with my Hashi. Some people can, I can. So I did the heavy whipping cream, but damn, that cream is good. And up using more and more glug, 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 glug into each cup of coffee. Now I'm starting the day, you know, 40, 50 grams of fat in, 800 calories in. That's too much. And that's where I noticed weight gain on keto. So I, I really yeah. like to, I need to find a different name because I think too many people are like deer in headlights with keto or they heard, you know, my friend gained weight on keto. It's like, yeah, she probably did it the wrong way though. Yes, because only... The only thing I think people who don't really research it know about is I could eat as much fat as I want. Yeah. Just go to town. Let's it's delicious. Fat. It's yeah. yummy. Heavy whipping cream. Yum. Yeah. I'm going to get some <laughs> pork rinds. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's overboard. So I, I'm going to come up with a different name eventually for something that is low carb, non-processed, focus on protein, let the fats fall where they may. Yes, you can have an avocado, get, you know, your steak that's all fatty and, and eat that. And yeah, there's got to be a different term so that people don't freak out when you say keto. How about just eat real food? <laughs> the eat real food diet. <laughs> and I, and I, I agree our society is set up to eat so much processed foods. And I, a lot of what I tell my clients is let's avoid pretty much everything out of a box and eat real food. You're going to, you're going to be so much more satisfied. Your skin's going to look better, mm-hmm. right? Your, your insides from all the fiber is going to, everything to be more regular on the inside, which is great. So which some people struggle with mm-hmm. um, and exactly. marketing companies lie. If you walk down the cereal aisle in any grocery store, I'm sorry, Cheerios are not heart healthy. Unless you're in an extra saucer, you should not be eating Cheerios. Those are for yeah. two-year-olds who are having a snack. But people who don't know better, they believe it. And like that, oh, and the sugar, oh, we can go on and on. But yes, eat real food, please. That's the best way to go. Oh, yeah. Marketing is brilliant, honestly. Even even with in the keto space, even in the low-carb space now, everything is, you know, one net gram of carb. Well, meanwhile, it's got 20 carbs. It's 20. <laughs> it's not one. It's 20. Yeah. It's just good marketing. So yeah, I'm with you with the marketing piece. It's horrible. Now I do want to get into exercise too, because you're on an app, which I think is super cool. Thank you. So people can actually join and do workouts with you. So let's, let's touch on the exercise piece. We'll expand more next week on what kinds of, you mentioned strength training. I'm with you. 
What are your thoughts on cardio? And then talk more about this app because that sounds really badass. Yeah, I'm on a couple apps. Thank you. I didn't cool. update my bio. I have to update it. Cool. Uh, Fit Radio. I found Fit Radio when I was recovering from my accident. Mm-hmm. I have been a runner since I was 11, so most of my life. And I was born, Amy, with motivation just dripping out of my pores. Never struggled with motivation. Love it. Until I had to get a bunch of oral surgery, which was just terrible. And I don't even know how. I think I was looking for Garmin-like apps because I still want to time myself even though I wasn't racing. And I found Fit Radio. I'm like, oh, they have a Garmin feature and you can listen to really cool music. Oh, they have coaches. And I still remember being on run going, hey, I'm a runner. I'm a coach. I could coach for Fit Radio. And it was literally like, and I did not have my real teeth by then. I had a list because I was wearing a bridge, but I went back home. I emailed them. Hi, my name is Pam. I'm a coach. I would love to work with you. And so they sent me their audition information. And, you know, I auditioned because I had been a group exercise teacher. So I love, love doing this. And they wrote back saying, we like you. However, this is an audio app and you're still a little bit lispy because I didn't have my teeth in. And the bridge, there was a little bit of space between my teeth and my mouth. So they're a little air, a little lispy, but let's stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed in touch with the, the head gal. We had a ton in common. And when I finally got all my teeth in, we had a conversation and she's like, okay, we want you to write 12 strength training workouts and four running workouts. I've been teaching strength for 20 years. I mean, okay, say less. So yeah. I took I took a weekend and I did all that and I wrote up some running workouts and they got back to me two days later and said, we'd love to fly you out to Atlanta and have you work, record in a recording booth and take pictures and Yay. which was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a it dream was a come dream true because true. to go from losing all my front teeth, yeah, you know, I had to stop teaching my whole like working life kind of stopped a little bit too. I get to be on an app, which it was amazing. Very cool. And so what I started to do is every time I see a piece of fitness equipment on Instagram, I look at their homepage. And if they don't have anybody over 40 or over 50, I write them, hi, who can I speak to about working with you? I'm also on the TerraCore fitness app. And that is like a, it's like a step, but it has an inflatable part of it. So Mm -hmm. you can turn it over and do plank or pushups on it and then squats on top of all sorts of stuff. And I went out there in May. And I recorded 16 workouts for them, strength-based, but cardio as well. And then I also work with Max Pro. I teach on Instagram for them a couple times a month, Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. And then I'm getting a piece of equipment delivered to my home this week called the Helix. It's an elliptical, but it goes like a skating. So you go side to side. Yes, the side to side one. Yes, yes. So I'm going to start to teach for them two times a week once I get that all set up. What I really believe is everybody needs strength training. I would say at least three times a week. If you don't know where to start, hire a trainer. I have a YouTube channel, The Perfect Balance, with tons of bodyweight workouts. I'm all about form, and I will show you right form. If you don't want to leave home, if you have a gym and want a trainer, great. Cardio. Women love their cardio. But don't do hours of it. Please don't do hours of it. If you're going to do it, HIT is the best way to go. And that HIT is not comfortable. It's not an hour long pursuit. It might be 15, maybe 20 minutes. If you're new, it might be 10 minutes. It's getting your heart rate up just for a little bit, 10 minutes or 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and then recovering until your breathing is recovered. Long distance, anything, long endurance is so stressful, the inside of our bodies. And I have people that I know who are long distance runners and love it. And I used to run tons of marathons. However, as we get older, it is so, so stressful. So please don't do tons of cardio. And then I would say for exercise, whatever you love. If you love Zumba, go to Zumba. If you love yoga, go to yoga. But strength for sure. You don't even have to do any cardio. Leisure walking daily is great. And then whatever you love, because really, I want women to stop looking at exercise as a means to lose weight, because you are never going to lose weight from exercise ever, ever, ever. It is all about your food. Yep. Exercise is to feel great in your own skin and to keep moving well for the Mm -hmm. rest of our lives. Yeah. It's not like you're going to get fit and stop. You're going to stay fit because it feels great. Absolutely. But if you do put on some muscle that is metabolically active, so you will have a slightly higher metabolism with more muscle and you'll just look better. Yes. You know, know, if, if we are talking about losing weight and the whole appearance thing, yeah, lean muscle just looks better. 
It just does. It looks better. Your metabolism is higher. Your clothes are going to fit better. In fact, for your listeners, I have a client now who she heard me on a podcast in the summer and she like, and she was menopause middle and she's like, oh my God, Pam, you just had calorie deficit. She actually did count her calories and protein, all that stuff. She's 20 pounds above her ideal goal, but she fits back into her skinny jeans because she's strength training. Yep. And I, we just had a conversation last week and I said, what if you're at your goal now? And she was like, I might be. Because your body shape changes when you lift weights. It does. It does. I mean, I competed in my 20s and I have more muscle now than I did then. And I weigh more now than I did then, not because of age, because I have more muscle and it looks better. I mean, if, if, if I would have been the weight that I'm at right now back then, I'd be like, I'm fat. And I, but now I'm like, damn, this is awesome. And to speak to apps too, because I know a lot of people are thinking, I don't want to make up work. I want an app. Apps are awesome. They're freaking awesome because when they're led by somebody like Pam, and you get to actually follow along and every single day is a different workout. Now, yeah, you, you could go to your YouTube channel too and do it that way. But there's something about those apps that, you know, my type A kicks in. I want to get the little check mark every day yep. that I worked out or at least five days a week. And, and so it motivates me to do it. And then I don't know if the apps that you're using have this aspect as well, but you can post in the chat and you can, you know, post to the coach. And you can see other people saying like, hey, this workout was hell today. I can't walk up the stairs, but it was awesome. And, and you get to kind of interact with people that you, you don't really know, but they're part of your team in that app. That little competitive part comes out, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I that's... can totally see, I, we're so much alike. You, you t- By the way, you totally rooted it. We always say whenever like I want something, if I have something in my sights that I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be a speaker there. I want to do that. I Rudy it like, you know, that movie, mm-hmm. the, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you get it. So you, you Rudy it and you got it. Good job. That's type A. <laughs> that's a type A driver right there. Well, and that's what I continue to do because I think people my age don't want to work out with 30 somethings. Yes. They want too. somebody who has wrinkles and who is, you know, in their fifties and can show them there's no limits. Yeah, but, no, but I'm I also, don't want the 20 year old that's in the sports bra with a perfect skin. I'm going to do a kettlebell today. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I want someone to kick my ass who gets it. Like, that's what I want. Well, and fitness is for any age, right? It's not just for the perfect. And you know what? I will never just wear a jog bra. That's not the, the thing that I'm looking for. I'm just yeah. trying to be realistic and want to inspire people, you know, while they're working out. Absolutely. So I love that you're doing that. We're going to have everywhere to connect with Pam in the show notes. It's in the description already. You're giving people a super amazing gift if you want to tell them about that and how to find you too. Yes, I am mostly on Instagram at Pam Sherman, Perfect Balance Guru. I'm on TikTok, mm-hmm. Perfect Balance Guru. Um, my website is theperfectbalance.guru. I do private coaching. I do group coaching, which is a private Facebook group, which for your listeners, if they want to try it out, Mm -hmm. they can have a free month, which they would go to my website and put in capital free month in there. And after that, it's $14.99. Now for that, I give out so much information. We do weekly lives where I answer everybody's questions. We celebrate wins. And like Amy said, I'm no nonsense. I'm never going to tell you something that is a quick fix because there's no such thing as quick fixes. Also, I've struggled with my weight myself. I've put on weight uh, several times in my life. I've done everything wrong. I've done everything wrong. uh... (laughs) Oh, we all have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to support women on their journey to feel and look better in their own skin, along with loving themselves along the way, because these old girls have been through a lot. I love that. I mean, that that's so, and I know you over deliver. So I highly recommend people check that out because you're going to be hooked. All of these little tools that are now available to us because of technology and, and yeah. connection through the internet and through apps on our phone, all of these little tools help. And the more tools you have in your tool chest, the better off you'll be because you can't rely on one thing or one person or one app or 
one blog. I mean, you have to expand your knowledge and gather all of this that's going to work for you and then implement it. And please, if you do a workout on my YouTube channel, which is called The Perfect Balance, please leave me a comment because I will reply to every comment you make. And I also take requests. So if you do a workout like, ooh, I wish you would have done arms or whatever, I I create almost weekly. So I will make videos for pretty much anybody that asks because teaching is my very favorite thing to do. Nice. I'm going to do one of your workouts tomorrow then. Bam. Done. I'll let you know. All right, Pam. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I I just love you to death. This has been amazing. I'm so grateful to Karen for introducing us and we'll definitely have you back on for sure. I want to kind of deep dive more into exercise here ongoing. It's, it's, it's not a topic that ever gets old. We always need, there's always questions. We always need updates and new things and new information. So we'll definitely have you back on, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on today. Can I say one thing to your ladies before I thank you? Heck yeah. Most women are all or nothing. So when they don't exercise, they think they have to go an hour. Mm -hmm. Let's start with baby steps because Mm -hmm. I don't want you so sore. You're not going to work out again for another month. Yeah. On my YouTube channel, I have a five minute playlist, a 10 minute playlist and my 10 minute videos. I don't stop. I don't stop talking and I don't stop moving. Mm -hmm. It's enough. I have a stretching playlist. You can take advantage of that, but don't think you need an hour. Most of my workouts are far less are usually actually 20 minutes, maybe 25. I don't work out for a long time. It's all about being efficient and knowing, hey, I felt great for 10 minutes a day. I can do it again tomorrow. There's no like every group exercise class I taught was an hour and that got into all of our heads that you have to work out for an hour and you don't. Start small and don't forget to pat yourself on the back for a job well done. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, Pam, we will talk to you soon. We'll have all of your links in the show notes. And thank you once again. Thanks.